Hey babes, welcome to the Babe Made Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Chavez, founder of Babes in Business. I created this podcast to talk about all the dirty details of what it really means to be an entrepreneur. Tales of faking it till you make it, clawing your way out of jobs you hate, rising to the top and finding yourself where you know you truly belong. Follow us on Instagram at babesinbusinessnj. Become a member and learn more about joining our tribe at babesinbusinessnj.com. New episodes drop every Friday at 12. Find and follow us on Spotify. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Babe Made Hustle. Today, I am really excited because we're here with Bernadette Chavez. I don't know if you've noticed, but we have the same last name. And this is the first time that I'm interviewing one of my relatives. I don't know what it is about the Chavez girls. Maybe we just have it in our blood. We are meant to be entrepreneurs. But she is the founder and owner of Mama Burger, and she is also a co-founder or partner. We'll get more into this. I don't know what she wants to call it by marriage of Fratelli's. Um, so she owns multiple super successful businesses in Arizona. So she or in Flagstaff, Arizona. So she's in the mountains right now. So we're gonna see how this Wi-Fi situation plays out. Um, we're <laughs> interviewing her on Zoom right now. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for inviting me. Totally uncomfortable doing this, but you know. This is our first podcast. Yeah, my first and probably last. No, first, first of many. First of many, yeah, that's it. First of many, okay. And Flagstaff is one of my happy places. I visit her pretty much all, as many times as I can throughout the year. Um, she's pretty much like my big sister, so I'm going to try not to giggle, laugh, and slide into our, we have a voice of one of her dogs that we slide into sometimes. So we're gonna try not to do that, but we're not making any promises. Anyway, what I normally do with my guests right now, since we're in this most amazing time, just kidding, I wanna know how your quarantine is going because that's the time that we're in right now. So I wanna know if you're loving or hating this time. Um, some people are actually liking it because it's giving them time to work on their business. Other people are absolutely hating it. So we want you to be completely honest and just tell us, is it sucking? Are you liking it? How are you feeling? <laughs> you know, it, um, it comes in waves, I guess. Uh, both of um, the businesses that I uh, co-own um, are pretty fine-tuned machines. So I don't really have to go in um, uh, every day. Uh, my days pretty much as far as the restaurant is concerned are Mondays and Fridays and then I just kind of do these periodic kind of like pop-ins um, to just check on them here lately though it's been a little more different for obvious reasons um, I've been going in a lot more often just because it seems like every day there seems to be something new that we are having to hurdle over um, or get through with regards to the restaurants. Um, as far as personal time, um, you know, like 
you mentioned, um, I live at 7,000 feet um, in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, where I live, it snows. And so a lot of people, when they think of Arizona, they think of the desert. But I live um, in the mountains. And um, I'm pretty fortunate in that uh, Flagstaff is somewhat of a bubble. And we haven't really had any um, major issues with regards to riots that the rest of the country has been dealing with. Um, we are close, close neighbors to the Navajo Reservation, which is the largest reservation. Um, and um, we've felt the impact with um, what COVID has done um, uh, as far as just wreaking havoc on uh, those people, unfortunately. And so um, we have one main hospital, which is Flagstaff Medical Center, and a lot of people from the Navajo Reservation have been coming to um, seek assistance. And um, it's, it's pretty impactful to see that, um, you know, it's, it's no longer just something that you're seeing on the TV. It's, it's something that you see um, every day. And it's, you know, to, to say it doesn't affect you, uh, I, I think you'd be pretty, I don't know, um, out of touch with yeah. um, just what's going on. So, yeah. Um, but it, I, tr go ahead. I was going to say, it's interesting to hear, you know, how, how different it is in Arizona compared to, you know, how different it is in New Jersey. Lots, lots of lots going on, but it's just, you know, just different. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like I, I, I said, we do kind of live in a bubble. Um, you know, you and I have talked, I've talked to your dad, and I have a couple of other friends that live on the East Coast. And man, I do not envy what you guys are having to deal with. Um, you guys are under true quarantine. Whereas here, um, I'm able to get out into the woods. Um, my backyard is pretty much the woods. And so I can go on walks and hikes. Um, granted, it's, you know, usually by myself or with my dog, but um, I'm able to get out and um, clear my mind. I'm able to disconnect from watching TV, which I think um, can really um, mess you up inside. And so um, it's, it, it is very different compared to what um, I see on TV in other larger cities, um, particularly the East Coast. Yeah. But still, though, like you had two daughters who graduated this year and all of the people who work in your restaurants. So no less, just as devastating, you know. Even Absolutely. A little yeah. bit further away from the hot spot. It's still just as it's just yeah. hard to go through. Absolutely, it is. Well, thank you for sharing with us how you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's good to hear how everyone's doing. You know, sometimes people sugarcoat how they're doing. So I think that's one of the important things that we're doing with each other is just sharing how we're doing with our businesses. And it's good to hear the highs and the lows. You know, some days we are doing good and some days, you know, we're not doing well. So now we're going to slide into something a little bit different. I want you to tell our listeners how we met. Um, I like to stalk people on social media. My family is no exception to the rule. So how did we meet? Did I stalk you on social media or did you I, stalk me on social media? I think you actually stalked me. Um, 
you know, so, okay, so I'm going to like really go back, but as you know, your parents lived in San Diego and that's where I grew up. Um, so when they had you, well, when your mom was pregnant, I pretty much, you know, said this, that that's my baby, you know? <laughs> and so when you were born, I was so delighted because you were a little girl. Cause I grew up with nothing, um, you know, pretty much with brothers. And so it was like, Oh my gosh, you know, there's, there's a new, you know, female being born. And I just thought it was the greatest thing. And so I was 10 years old at the time and I was just so, so excited. And it was just like overnight, uh, your dad and your mom decided to move back to New Jersey. And I was like, but what about my baby? So yeah, I was devastated when, um, you know, your parents decided to move back to New Jersey and yeah, you know, time went on and I don't think we really connected until, um, when my dad passed away, your grandpa and on my birthday. Yeah. On your birthday. No, 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 no. He passed away on your birthday. And I did not know that. And I remember just feeling so just sad that it was on your birthday. And, you know, um, ah, I was just so just moved by how you were just such a support for your dad. Um, you and Mark, your brother came, you know, for the funeral. And it was just so neat to hang out with you and you had, you know, your tattoos and I remember seeing rabbits and I was just like, God, that's so weird because, you know, I grew up raising rabbits and rabbits are just a huge, it's kind of one of my, I don't know, I don't know, just animals that I just kind of admire. And it just seemed like you and I, even though we grew up on just different coasts, we had so much in common mm -hmm. and yeah, I think you, I think I had posted a picture of my dad and he was standing up against these, um, Sora cactuses. Yeah. And I think at the time you were working for anthropology. anthropology. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of their like window fronts was all cactus mm -hmm. and you stood and, um, in front of it and sent me the picture. And then I, I think that was pretty much how we started meeting and I don't know how it came about, but you were, you were going to come, you were going to come out for a visit, I think. Right. Yeah. And then my and parent, then, and then my parents. Yeah. Came and, then, <laughs> and then you had to bring your parents. And I was like, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so stoked because, you know, I got to uh, hang out with you and I was just like, Oh my God this gal is so cool. You know, she is, she truly is my sister. And yeah, even though you're my niece, it's, there's a 10 year separation, but man, whenever you and I get together, there's nothing but, I don't know, just pure joy and excitement and just complete, just spur of the moment adventures that you and I, I mean, we've yeah. done the Grand Canyon. We've, um, what else have we done? Sedona. Oh my God. So many things. Uh, yeah. the, the slope one. I can't remember all the names. Oh there. yeah. Snowball. <laughs> yeah. The, um, chairlift. Yeah. hundred yeah, yeah. percent. But I, that, this is why I love the power of social media though. So I always tell people, it's like, I'll stop people on social media and you never yeah. know where you're going to end up. Yeah. And so I pretty much inherited you as, you know, a little yeah. sister, you're a my little sister that I never had. You're my big sister now. <laughs> <laughs> 
So now I've prepared another fun game for you. I want you to tell our listeners. It's called Bernadette Says 86. If, yes. 86 is a restaurant term. For all you people out there who have never worked in a restaurant, the term 86 just means that you're out of that item. You no longer have it in the restaurant. So I want you to tell everyone some things that you've 86 from your life and your business. Just quick little answers for our listeners. What is something that you've recently 86 from your work routine that wasn't serving you? Say that again. What is something, something that you've recently 86 from your work routine that wasn't serving you? That wasn't serving us. Um, well, I mean, we're no longer operating um, our dining room, even though our governor has, a, has allowed us to open up our uh, dining room. I don't feel comfortable doing so yet. Um, our dining room seats 30, and that I think is pushing it. We also have a patio outside. And so we are just, um, we're just operating our drive-through. And um, what's amazing is that our sales are probably down 20%, if that. Um, we've just been cranking. Um, yeah. I cannot, yeah, I mean, um, I'm pretty, pretty just blown away with what we're, we're able to handle. And, um, I don't know when I plan on opening the dining room, but, um, for now we're just going to keep cranking the way we are because we're, we're still being just as successful, you know, minus a bit, not much. Yeah. That's awesome. We were talking about, we're going to get a little bit more into that later. How do you deal with 86ing an employee's bad habits? Mm, you know what? Um, so we opened up Mama Burger in 2009 and I quickly learned that you have to uh, pretty much take care of your employees from the get-go. Um, you need to be willing to get on your hands and knees and scrub toilets side by side, um, you know, because that respect goes a long way. And you also have to be willing to uh, 86 the bad apples, um, because if you don't, you'll have a mutiny on your hands uh, with the rest of the crew. And it's all about keeping the crew happy. You've got to look at the crew um, like your family. Oh, there go my dogs. I think they hear your, your wind chimes. So Everybody, you're getting a little treat. Oh. you're doing Interviewing during the time of quarantine. <laughs> um, what's the next one? Where do you go when you want to 86 a bad work day? Um, a run. I, I go for a run in the woods. Oh, yeah. She, li she lives by the most beautiful park. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go run in the woods. That's easy. What is something you 86 from your business that helped it grow? Um, 86 that helped it grow. I don't know. We can come back to that one. Yeah. Let's pass that one. If you could 86 one thing about your morning ritual, what would it be? For me, mine is I constantly grab my cell phone first and it's a horrible habit. Yeah. I do the same thing actually. Um, I'm trying to get better about doing that, but yeah, it's the first thing. I mean, I sleep right next to my phone and that's really bad. Um, yeah. and it's the first thing that I grab, like I'll be, I'll like wake up, I'll still be laying in bed and I'll reach for my phone to see if 
I have any emails I need to address or text messages. And um, yeah, I I think I really need to work on that because there are some mornings where I just feel like I'm in a fog um, as a result of not just having my own little personal time to wake up, but I'm just basically just throwing myself into it, you know, into the trenches from the get go. They say it's a horrible way to wake up, but like I tried for a week to sleep with my phone in another room. And like the, by the third or fourth day, somebody was like blowing up my phone with work stuff. And I was like, ah! like yeah, it I know. And then you're all agitated. Right. It gives me more anxiety to sleep with it in the other room. Right. Yeah. What did I miss? Yeah, totally. Um, all right. Next I have a, some quick little, uh, quick fire questions for you. So I want you to tell our listeners just which would you prefer um, egg on a burger, yuck or yum? Yum. Yum. Favorite late night snack? Uh, popcorn. If you had to name, oh, just so you guys know, Bernadette is, she is always rescuing dogs. It is like one of her endearing qualities that I absolutely <laughs> love about her. So I want to know if you had to name your dog after a food item, what would it be? If I had to name a dog, my one of my dogs after a food item, what yeah. would it be? Um, well, I mean, it's not really a uh, no. Let me see. I almost named Monster Meatball. Meatball. Yeah. Gosh, I can't really. I mean, we we've had okay. So you know Otto. We got Otto, and he he was just a one-eyed Shih Tzu. Um, and he passed away, and then we have Charlie. It's, it's so we name our dogs, but then they all get nicknames, and we never end up really calling them what they, you know, like Charlie ended up becoming Chuck D. Um, we do have this other dog that we just um, adopted about two years ago. Her name is Scout, and um, we named her after the character in To Kill a Mockingbird. It's one of my favorite books. Um, Pete, actually, my husband named her, and... Um, we also, another thing that we do with our dogs is that we give them voices and um, we just haven't come up with a voice for Scout yet. And I don't know if it's just because she's the first female dog that we've um, ever owned together. Um, and we've always had male dogs and it's not because I just feel one is better than the other. It's just that that's just the way it's always been. Um, and so I feel kind of bad for her because we haven't given her, she hasn't inherited that voice yet. Um, like the other two did, you know? Um, yeah. I love your dog voices. <laughs> um, randomly I call my dogs chimichanga. I feel chimichanga. Like that can be like my third dog name. Um, let's see. Oh, most burgers you've ever seen one person eat in a day. Okay, so we, a few <laughs> years ago, we you did- You have like a disgusted look on your face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because this this little I don't know I guess competition started without my knowing and then it kind of grew into something pretty big and then I 86 it so um (laughs) so yeah so they so my crew pretty much put together this burger challenge and and they said you know how many patties can you eat and you know a couple of young guys came in um we live in a college town northern arizona university and so we have you know quite a few college kids that come in to eat and um you know one by one they started coming in started with seven patties you know then it then it quickly went up to nine 
and then it reached, I think, 13. Um, and um, this is in one setting, like, you know, basically, and they took a picture of it and this, it, it just looked disgusting. And I just did not feel comfortable. You know, I have a hard time sometimes with the fact that I sell diabetes for a living. Um, and that's another, that's a whole other ball of wax. But um, yeah, I quickly told my crew, hey, we're not going to do this anymore. Um, so yeah, so 13 patties um, is the most that I have seen somebody do in before you put the hammer down and said no more yeah the, yeah he probably ate it in like 15 minutes it was oh great yeah it was so gross <laughs> um favorite thing to wear to work favorite thing to wear to work um i always rock earrings i always have oh, yeah she wears big earrings yeah um i i feel some mornings you know i'll run i'll rush out the door and i won't have them on and i always have a backup in my car um, just in case I forget them because I, yeah, um, it's just working in the, in the restaurant. It's, you don't really get to express yourself too much sometimes. And so, yeah, that's my way of expressing. I always, um, rock some sort of, you know, cool, funky earrings going. Good accessory to have. Mm -hmm. What is the oddest customer request you've ever gotten at Mama Burger? Oddest customer request. So there's this one gentleman um, that comes in and he will order our biggest burger, which is the Moab. And it pretty much has, you know, everything that we have um, as far as a, you know, condiment um, on the burger. And, um, but when he orders it, he wants everything on the side. And I remember not too long ago, you know, uh, being in the restaurant and working and seeing this guy, everybody's like, Oh, I can't remember the guy's name. So I'll just use the name Jerry, but you know, Hey, Jerry's in the drive through and everybody's like, all right, I'll get it ready. And I'm just kind of like looking around, like, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, Oh, this guy comes in, he comes in, you know, pretty much, you know, quite a few times a week and he always orders the Moab, but he wants everything, you know, on the side. And I just kind of like looked at him like, why do you guys do that? I would, I would never do that to me. That's just too time consuming. I know, you know, for the most part of the, the uh, you know, saying is the customer's always right, but ah, I just, you know, I don't know. I think sometimes customers can sometimes be a little, I don't know. <laughs> the nice way of saying annoying. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I would have just, I mean, you know, I mean, and I just, yeah, and I just told him, I said, you know, <clears throat> you guys have already started this, so now you're gonna have to just kind of keep doing it. But I, I really wouldn't be that accommodating, you know. It's like this is gotta it. See it you gotta see it through now. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. they, and I think they realize that. And some days they're happy to do it, and there's some days when you know they've got cars wrapped around the buildings, and it's just not, it's not that easy to do. So. Yeah. Oh, Jerry. Yeah. I don't think that's his name, but. <laughs> Jerry sounds like a Karen. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, social, social media for your business, even though I already know the answer to this one, yay or nay? Uh, you know what? I have no problem with social media at all. No, I, I love, I love that you guys don't utilize. But, yeah. I just, um, and I think it's just because, um, all of that kind of happened after yeah. um, we opened up our businesses and 
yeah, I just do not, I do have a website. I do post on occasion on Facebook. I'm, I'm not on Instagram. The restaurant's not on Instagram. Um, and yeah, I just, um, I don't know. It's just one more thing to do and yeah. I'm just not at all comfortable doing it, you know? Yeah. So, I yeah. think it's, I think it just, you know, tells a lot about your brand and your company that you don't even need that platform. Or, so, or, or lack thereof brand. All right, cool. So now I want to get into talking about your company and um, your brand that has lasted the test of time because it's been around for over a decade. Yeah. And that is not the case, I would have to say, for a lot of restaurants. I've been in the restaurant business myself since I was about 15. I have started up many a restaurant with people, some of them who poor souls have stood in front of me and told me they are, you know, cracking open their retirement fund to start this dream of a restaurant that they had. And I'm looking into their eyes like, don't do it, buddy. Um, <laughs> I, I have friends who tell me, you know, that, right. that's what they want to do. You know, like, yeah. oh, I would love to open up a little cafe. And I look yeah. at it like, right. Right. oh my God, no, right. don't do right. it. Don't do it. Right, right. So, <laughs> I think I even told you, oh, I want to open up a coffee shop, you know, but I'm, I'm just too, I know, like it is just something that you do not get into unless you are just, I don't know, you need to know a lot. Like, and I've worked in, like I said, so many restaurants. So it's not something that is for the faint of heart. It's not something that is easily done. And you and your husband, Pete, who I love, shout out to Pete, <laughs> Unicorn Water, um, you guys have done it so, you know, you've done it a few times and you've done it so successfully. So I want you guys to tell, I want you to tell our listeners, what is Mama Burger? Where can we find you? And just tell us a little bit about it and how you guys started it. Well, we're located in Flagstaff, Arizona. So, you know, um, it'll be a long car drive. You guys, you guys can come out with me. We can go there together. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, we started mama burger in, uh, 2009 in the heart of downtown Flagstaff. And, um, my husband and my brother-in-law had opened up a pizzeria in 2001, um, called Fratelli pizza. Uh, Fratelli means brothers in Italian. They are not Italian, but they just loved the name. So they went with it. Um, so around 2009, they had moved out of their current location, which was in downtown Flagstaff, and they had moved it. Um, so they were still paying rent on this lease that they had. And they had tried to um, use it as a commissary, which they did that for a little bit. But eventually they kind of went back to just, you know, the restaurant opening um, that they moved just making their own, you know, uh, products. Um, so, and then they opened up a second pizzeria um, and they were still paying on this, the original location, this lease that they had. And just, I remember one day Pete looking at me and just saying, Hey, do you want to open up a restaurant? And um, unlike Jen, I had never worked in a restaurant before. So, you know, I think, you were saying you've got to be, you know, totally experienced that, or you just have to have absolutely no idea what you're doing and just get talked into it, you know, <laughs> and that's kind of what happened for me. Um, you know, 
um, he said, yeah, he goes, um, you know, we've got this little place downtown. We're not really utilizing it. He goes, I can talk to my brother to see about if he wants to join us, you know, or if not, then just you and I can run it. And ultimately, you know, his brother thought we were crazy, um, to open up a second restaurant and, um, or third, I guess, cause we already had two pizzerias and, um, that's what we did. We just kind of, yeah, just, you know, put all our chips in. We had inherited some equipment from Fratelli, um, but we had bought probably about $20,000 worth of used equipment. Um, and uh, that's pretty much what got us going. Um, it was just basically from 10, we worked from 10.30 to three o'clock. Um, our kids got off of school around that time and they would walk home. They would walk from the school to the restaurant and they would hang out with us while we were cleaning up for the day. And then we'd all go home basically. Um, and that's pretty much how we rolled for a while. Um, we, I'm trying to think, we didn't hire people for quite some time uh, just because we couldn't afford to. You know, as far as starting up, like I said, we bought about $20,000 worth of used restaurant equipment. We inherited some from Fratelli and then the rest we put on, we maxed out our credit cards, which I would not recommend, but, um, and I was going to ask, how did you, cause I think a lot of people struggle with like, how do we raise this money or how do we like, how, how do we get started? Like, where do we get this money from? So I was going to ask you like, how much did it take for you to get started and where did you get that money? But you maxed out your credit cards. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, you know, back then it was crazy to do because we had two, two babies still pretty much, you know, they were in elementary school and, um, I would not recommend it doing that, especially <laughs> in today's uh, economy, but that's what we did. We maxed out our credit cards and, you know, as soon as we could pay off those, that's, that's the first thing we did. And, you know, so we were in the little shop that 2009 and our, we pretty much grew out of that place within the first six months of operating so in, um, six, in six months you were like we're making enough or we're like crushing it and we need to go somewhere bigger we were crushing it and we needed to go somewhere bigger but I was being extremely selective on where we were going to because like I said we were in downtown Flagstaff um, we shared this little parking lot with a couple of other businesses um, so you know shared parking lot but really just it was kind of like first come first serve we were pretty much a walk-up place and I wanted to have some sort of building that had its own parking uh, to accommodate you know our customers um, and this other place that I had been eyeballing for a while um, the rumor mill was that the people that were running it were wanting to get out you know and um, sure enough that was true and we ended up moving mama burger from its original location uh just a few blocks up um, right next to the high school and pretty much on the road that is the gateway to the grand canyon um, and we've been there ever since we moved it um around 2000 let's see in tail end of 2010 and we opened up in 2011 
And um, it was, it was almost like opening up another restaurant, a, a brand new restaurant because we expanded the menu, which, um, Oh, when we went through those 86 questions, you said, what's something that you would have changed? Um, that is something I, I wouldn't have expanded our menu. I would have kept our menu, the original menu, which is just basically you had, you could get a single or a double. It was very, very similar to an in and out um, menu. And if you're not familiar with that, you know, I mean, in and out basically serves just, you know, two or three types of burgers, you know, hand cut French fries and shakes. And that's it. Um, which is what we did in the original restaurant. But when we moved it, um, you know, we expanded our, um, burger menu quite a bit. And, um, I think looking back now, you know, I wished that I would have just kept it the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you moved to the second location, were you nervous at all? Or did you know, like right away, we're going to crush this location too? Mm, I was nervous just because I liked being um, downtown. You know, there's just that feel. Um, there's just so much always going on. Um, in uh, downtown Flagstaff there, whether it's like movies on the square or, you know, there's like a little concert in the park and we were, you know, we, we were no longer in the downtown area. We were kind of, you know, on the outskirts of it. So I was a little nervous about that, but, um, you know, once we opened, uh, it was clear that it was definitely the, the best thing that we could have ever done as far as moving. Yeah. So, yeah, because I think for a lot of people, it's like taking that next step. Sometimes it's scary, but obviously for you, it was like the complete right choice because your business just totally exploded. Right. And when did you, when did you know that this was going to be your sole source of income and this was going to be like wildly successful? How like far into it? Was it six months into it? Was it a year into it? <clears throat> you know, I want to, I want to just play it safe and say it, it took, you know, a, a couple of years, two years, you know, um, because I, you know, we, we, when we opened, we opened in 2009 and then we moved it and reopened in 2011. You know, we were doing really, really well in the downtown location, but you know, we had totally outgrown it. So it was just kind of hard to know, like, you know, are, are we doing, you know, good? I mean, it feels like we are, but once we moved it and we opened in our current location, I want to say, I want to say within the year, I knew that, okay, we're, we're onto something, you know, we could, we could do some really great things right now, you know. And then I want to ask you, because we were talking about the social media, you don't utilize social media, which I like and I think is really cool, which coming from me, someone who I do a ton of social media for a right. living, I think it's unique. And I, I like that you didn't need to use that and you continue to not need to use that. And another thing that I think is unique to your brand is that when you were approached to have more locations, you said no. So I just want you to speak to everyone about why you made those decisions. Um, with regards to the social media, for me, it's just because um, I just, I, I don't have time. I don't have time to social, you know, I, I could pay somebody. Um, I could have somebody on my payroll to basically do that part of the job and what it all involves because that that's, that's, 
that's a full day's work right there. As far as I'm concerned, you know, if you're really doing it, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but to me, that's just, it's very time consuming, you know? Um, and so there's that. Um, what was your second question? Well, I just want to say the social media, I feel like it's not that you don't have time. I feel like it's almost that you don't, you don't need it. Um, no, I just, yeah, we never felt, I never felt yeah. the need for it. I never, yeah. I never felt the need for it. To me, it was all about putting out a quality product right. and word of mouth, you know, yeah. and treating your employees really well. Um, that is key. Yeah. And when I feel like when I looked up before I came to visit you, like what people were saying about you on Facebook, the posts that are being posted about you without you even doing anything. So, so the word of mouth, even just on social media, without you guys doing anything, it already exists there with you guys out even like lifting a finger. Yeah. She, you can hear, but she's just shrugging and smiling. So, you know, they, they, they don't have to do anything and they're already on social media. People are posting about them and not to mention if you ever are in a Flagstaff, the view that of when you walk out of Mama Burger is this like beautiful, big, was it a mountain? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we basically, we have, I, yeah, I can brag on this one because I know it's true. Um, we yeah. have the best view in Flagstaff. It is the view of the San Francisco peaks yeah. and um, it's, it's nice. an amazing mountain. And we have these incredible sunsets, sunsets that you just, you know, you will walk out and the sky will literally be, it, it'll be pink and purple and blue and these hues of just, you know, colors that just melt into the sky and you know you can just have you know just a shit show of a day but then you walk out of that building and you're just like oh my god yeah okay <laughs> that's pretty cool um and then so the second part of the question was when you were asked to expand or i don't know if you were asked to expand or a partner up uh, but to do more locations you said you passed on that yeah, I just, um, you know, I, I think what some restaurants have a tendency to do is they bite off a little bit more than they can chew. Um, and I have just always been very comfortable with just having the one restaurant, you know, my husband, um, they, they think a little differently and um, they have three, you know, there are three Fratellis that are located in Flagstaff. Um, and he has asked me, you know, do you want to open up another? Do you want to open up another? And it's just like, I, I just don't feel the need. Um, I think that when you open up a second one, um, it's really, really hard to mimic the original, what you have established. And um, gosh, it takes, you know, it's even though you already have all your recipes, you know, um, you pretty much have, you know, a crew that you'd be able to establish pretty quickly. Um, it, it, it's still, it's just, it's, it's time consuming. You know, you're looking at least two years of, you know, investing your time. And I just wasn't, I didn't want to give up that time because um, my girls were in high school and one was, you know, one was in college and the other one was in high school. And those are just really, really, um, I don't know, you know, bittersweet years. And I didn't want to miss out on that. And so I wasn't willing. Um, so I did it for a selfish reason. I, I did not want to open up a restaurant because I wanted to hang out with my family. No, I always love your answer to that question when we talk about it. Yeah. I just, I, I didn't want to, yeah. Um, you know, uh, family, family over money any day. Yeah. So, 
Um, so what else, what else do I have here for you? Um, <laughs> um, oh, I know we were, we were talking on the phone and we were talking about quarantine and we were talking about how you're changing your business plan a little bit. And you met, and you mentioned it even before when we were talking that your models changed a little bit, but it's only changed. What did you say? 20%? Is yeah different. right well sales sales are sales are are down about twenty percent you know um but you, are mentioned, not, you you mentioned that you're gonna be switching you might be switching to takeout only and car side dining right right yeah we're we're actually thinking of changing the mama burger business model um you know currently we have a dining area we have a drive through um, I do, we used to, when we first, first opened up, we accepted call-in orders, um, but that was just because we were hustling at the time and, um, you know, uh, we were trying to make a dollar and, but now, um, that was one of the things that we did away with. We, we no longer accept call-in orders because it's just, um, we live, uh, our location is right next to, um, some businesses, um, one of them being the hospital. And we would have doctors calling in orders, you know, on a Friday, they were wanting to put in a 15 burger order. And yeah, can we get that at like 215 or 1215, you know, right at lunchtime, right when my crew was just getting, you know, their butts handed to them. And I just wasn't willing to do that to my crew. You know, we were making enough money and it's like, how, oh, geez, how much more money do I need? I, you know, so we 86 that. And I think, you know, it gets back, goes back to just taking care of your crew. You know, it's like, yeah, I could have easily said, no, we're going to just still, you know, take call in orders. But I, I, I saw what it was doing to the crew and, um, you just got to take care of them like their family. So, um, that was one thing that we, you know, got rid of. And um, as far as current quarantine, how we're operating, you know, um, I think, you know, we're, we're thinking of just basically expanding in ways that don't necessarily mean reopening our dining room. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're looking at uh, possibly uh, opening I guess changing it over to a car hop, which is, I don't know. Do you guys have Sonics? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So something like that, but obviously, you know, we don't have that kind of dough, so it would be more mom pop type um, establishment um, and just kind of have, what's that ice cream shop that you took me to where you just walk up? It's that castle. What is it called? The Coquin Creamery one? No, it's like, You've taken us to oh, a uh, lighthouse. 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 That's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With, so, the windows, with the windows. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. you know, so that, that is something that, you know, um, that's actually the first thing that popped into our heads was like, gosh, if we could kind of mimic it like that, you know, where it's, a, it's just all walk up basically. You yeah. Know? I feel like that would totally work. People have been like eating in their pickup trucks and stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you got the view already. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's roll with it. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking a lot about that, how people have been pivoting right now to like uh, change their businesses. So, I mean, I think that's, that's great. And I love that you, you know, care so much about your staff and it obviously it shows all the time. So. Yeah. Like I said, uh, you know, and 
anybody who's wanting to get into this crazy business, the restaurant business, I can't, I can't preach it enough. Take care of your crew, take care of your crew, pay them well, you know, offer health insurance, you know, when you can, um, do everything that you can because, you know, when you're not there, they're representing you. And yeah. if you take care of them, it's amazing. You know, uh, this is great advice. And we, I feel like we have this conversation a lot because I have worked in so many restaurants and every single restaurant that I worked in did not do this. So if you're <laughs> someone who is listening and you're thinking about opening a restaurant, I'm, I'm not saying that all people do this, just the ones that I've worked in, <laughs> but I did not really get treated that well in a majority of the restaurants that I worked in. And just to hear somebody, you know, like you and Pete, just you guys basically treat everyone like family and it totally shows, you know? So I, I'm I'm sure there are a lot more people out there like you. I just, I didn't happen to run into them. Yeah. You know, I mean, our employees, you know, when we hire them, it's, it's a, and it's an investment. That's the way we see it. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, we have people who have worked worked for us for, you know, 10 plus years. That's amazing. That is amazing. You know, so it's like, you know, when, when we hire somebody that we're looking, you know, because it's a college town, you know, I have on occasion hired the, you know, the occasional high schooler. Um, and especially if they're a local kid, because then the way I see it, it's like, okay, I'm going to get this kid for, you know, possibly for eight years. Yeah. I take care of them well enough. You know what I mean? And it's just an investment and, you know, um, it has definitely you guys, teaching, you guys should be teaching classes on this. For, for real. <laughs> you know, like, no, it's pretty easy, man. It no, is. I mean, it, you think that it's easy because you're good at it. Hmm. I don't know. You just no. gotta take, take care of your peeps. That's it. Yeah. It's easy. That's easier said than done. <laughs> Um, being for, being in business for 10 years, I'm sure you've run into many challenges. How do you think that those challenges have prepared you for what we're going through now? You know what, with the restaurant business, it's, I mean, every day, every day is something is going to happen. You're in the Um, the weeds every other day. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Yeah, you are. You know, I mean, I refer to our building, um, you know, I, I, me and Pete own, the building, um, that mama burger operates out of, um, we were so blessed to be able to purchase it, you know, a few years back. And, um, I guess that's when, you know, you're, you're making it is when you own your own building. Yeah. I was going to say you bought your building. That's pretty cool. So, um, so that being said, um, I just lost track. No, that's okay. We were just talking about the challenges that you go through and, you know, how that prepare you for, for now. Yeah. So, you know, um, I just feel like we were, we were, like I said, prepare prepare you for COVID. How does it, oh, (laughs) (laughs) um, so every day is a new challenge. And like I said, we operate in this very old building, you know, our building, I want to say it was built in the late 1960s. And it is pretty much, you know, Pete, Pete has referred to it as the Millennium Falcon of buildings, Hmm. because it's just kind of like just duct taped here and there, 
but man, it cranks when it, when it needs to, you know? Um, and you know, there are times when I've walked into friends who have opened up restaurants and they've just got, Oh, they've just got, you know, they're just rolling in money and they've, you know, and and it's like you walk in and you're just like, Oh my God, this place is beautiful. I would love to own something like this, you know? Um, but I don't know, sometimes that's, you know, you got to be able to put out a good product too. And I think a lot of people, you know, um, it's all about, you know, oh, check it out, look at it, look at it. But if you just put out a so-so product, it's, it's not going to last. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally agree. I want to end with some advice for our listeners because you have so much good advice to give and thank you for sharing all of it. Um, it is very rare to find someone with two successful restaurants under their belt. And I'm going to give another shout out to Pete here. Even though <laughs> yeah, I'm no. sure going to listen to this. I Pete, would not be in this business if it were not for Pete. Because Pete who eats salads for breakfast. Thunder is his fight song. And he is the greatest um, uh, uh, tour guide you will ever have if you ever yeah. visit Arizona. So Pete, yeah. we're, we're shouting you out right now. Uh, so I want to know, um, when you are first starting out, what is something that, that they should always remember when they're first starting out in their business? When you're first starting out, um, don't bite off more than you can chew. You know, you may have these grand thoughts and ideas of opening up this cafe. And, you know, before you know it, your cafe has 50 items on the menu. Oof. You know, fine tune. You Not know, maybe, diner. Maybe, Not diner. Yeah, you know, like pick like maybe three, three of those things and make those things really, really good. I mean, like nail those products down Yeah, and you'll be amazed, you know, what you will then be able to introduce later, you know, as your, you know, business starts to grow. So yeah, so don't bite off more than you can chew. How important is it to invest uh, invest and follow your dreams. I mean, clearly you bought a building, so. (laughs) It's super important. You got to love what you do. You know, I mean, I think I found myself in this business because I, I love putting smiles on people's faces and food does that for people. You know, um, I also, uh, love giving back to the community, which I guess, I would, I would tack on to the uh, last question. That's another thing. As soon as you can start giving back to your community Um, because during COVID, you know, um, I live in a very tourist town and um, I cannot thank my local customers enough because they have helped us extremely get through these dark days. Um, So you know, as soon as you can start giving a little bit back to your community, you know, pick, pick a school, you know, if you have a restaurant, pick a school and, you know, invite, invite classes in. do, you know, do little like uh, field trips, whatever you can to just get to give back to the community so that when you do have issues, you know, dark days that inevitably will come your, uh, your community will rally around you. And, um, it is, uh, it is the best feeling. That's really good advice. What is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you were first starting out? 
I guess I wish I knew that I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't going to be able to please everybody. And I guess this could also, I could tack this on to the whole social media deal. You know, one of the things that I have a hard time with social media, Yelp reviews, you know, everybody becomes um, a critic, you know, and um, I just, you know, somebody will give us one star because we don't, um, we don't have TVs in our restaurant or somebody will give us a one star because we don't serve beer, you know, and it's like, um, you're just, you're not going to be able to help or I guess make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. um, you've got to know that going in. Um, but just, just do, do your best and be okay with what you put in for that day. Yeah. And definitely, definitely, um, before you go to bed, let that shit go. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Let Don't go to bed with you. Because that, that will keep, you'll be up 2, 3 a.m. 3 a.m. in the morning, you know, wondering, gosh, I should have said this, or I should have told that customer this, or I should have handled it this way. And whew, you will age, you will age, and that's not good. I feel like when you're first starting out, you take things so personally. And then as the, so years, personally. As the years go by, you're like, uh, yeah, you it's just like, start brushing it off. Yeah. So I chalked, I, I have chalked it up to, it's like, it's like having children, you know, um, because I have two girls, um, and opening up a restaurant is like having a children, you know, you pour all your blood, sweat, and tears mm -hmm. into this one idea and you so, so desperately, just like your children, you so desperately want them to succeed, you know, and then, when you hear that, you know, your child has done something wrong or, you know, um, your restaurant, you know, uh, an employee didn't handle a situation. Oh, it is just soul crushing. And it, it, it really is, you know, but you've got to learn that, you know, like your kids, they've got, you've got to allow them to grow and you've got to just kind of sometimes sit on the sidelines and just watch it happen and be okay and just know that you cannot always be there eventually you will have to trust you know hopefully a, a gm uh, you know a manager enough to where um they will be able to 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 handle those situations when you're gone you know but man like i said opening up a restaurant to me i, I chalked it up to having kids because it is um yeah, you, you pour so much into this idea and you so desperately want it to succeed. And oh, when somebody says something bad about it, oh, it just kills you, you know. But like I said, don't let that eat you because uh, it, it can take over you, uh, take over your mind at night. And um, that's not good. Great advice. Yeah. All good tips from Bernadette Chavez. I got them. I got them all. <laughs> My very successful aunt, nah, sister, big sister. Big, yeah. I want to thank you so much for joining us and sharing all of this amazing advice with us. If you would like to find or follow her, you can't. You can do yeah. it. <laughs> you can do it on my social media. I guess you could do it through through Jen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. um, but if you do have any questions for her or you are thinking of opening a restaurant, we can connect you with her. 
Yeah. Um, so thank you so much. And, you know, like I said, reach out through Babes in Business NJ, and we can put you in touch with Miss Bernadette. Um, all right, that's it. We're going to say yeah. goodbye now. We did it. Okay. We did Bye. it. Your first podcast. <laughs> I know. Probably. Yeah. Eesh. I'm sorry.